Welcome to Back to the Sources, a podcast for those looking for a window into the life of Concordia Seminary and our library, whether you are a theologian, pastor, or prospective student. Each episode explores deep theological questions, profound insights, and topics of interest, brought to you by both professors and students alike. We hope that these conversations enrich your faith, academic, and professional development by connecting you to our rich resources. Back to the Sources is brought to you by the Hasse Library on the campus of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. The Hasse Library, inspiring theological discovery. Welcome to the Back to the Sources podcast. I'm Aiden Moon. And I am Ben Leeper. We're here today to talk more about podcasting and specifically about how to do a podcast here at Concordia Seminary. Last week, we talked about the why why you might want to record a podcast, why you might want to do that in the parish, and especially why you might want to do that as an assignment for a class here at the seminary. But today we're going to get into a little bit more of the how, specifically how to do it here at the seminary. Now, we're not going to get into some of the details of parish podcasting, and that's a topic for another time. But this is really a a practical guide to where to start if you think that you have an assignment or a project that would be a good fit for, for podcasting medium. So we'll have a few resources. Be sure to check out the, the show notes because we'll have some links there that'll be helpful for you, especially for some of the practical side of this. And especially something that you're going to want to know about if you're not familiar already is the LibGuides for the Academic Resource Center. Now, these are a useful tool for all kinds of things. You can find stuff to help with languages and with doing research. So it's a, it's a broad section that can give you a lot of helpful resources for your academic work. Specifically, though, for this, you're going to want to go to the the resources tab and then the multimodal assignments tab. We talked a little bit about that multimodal learning idea, the idea of of different aspects besides just writing a paper or taking a test. This is going to be a way to see how that actually looks specifically when it comes to podcasting. So we'll have a link to this in the show notes so you don't have to track it down on your own. But it's good for you to know that this is there. And then while you're there, just explore the Academic Resource Center. Explore some of those details. You'll see things about various tools, again, like I said, with research and other things as well. And that will be sort of a hub for you as we continue to update it with the latest resources for how to go about doing this here at the seminary. But as we get started, as we look into what it looks like to do a podcast here, Let's first think about what the first steps are you should take. So, Ben, what what do you think the first steps you should take when you're thinking about doing a podcast for a class? Well, I'd say the first thing to do is decide that you want to do a podcast. (laughs) Um, You know, and and it might be good to, you know, before you go too far down this road, actually maybe talk with your professor first, see whether they would allow this type of project, whether they're open to it, whether they understand kind of what that entails. You might even refer them to our previous episode where we talked about the why or to the libguides for kind of giving them some rubrics to grade you as you as you do this assignment. So I would actually get their permission first. It's always a good idea to uh, get your professor on board before you go and, you know, jump the gun too soon. Yeah, absolutely. And then part of that too is going to be getting a partner of right. some kind. You're going to want to be doing this with somebody. I mean, obviously, we've talked about this as dialogical. There's a, a nature of, of 
the conversation is really the point of using this medium. Right. So you're going to want to be doing this with somebody else. It's it's best done as a group project of some sort. Obviously, there's examples of maybe you're like interviewing somebody or something that would be different. Right. For most things you're going to be doing here at the seminary, you'll want to get a partner and think through, uh, think through with them exactly what you'd like to do going going forward and it also for on a practical level at this point in the in how podcasts are going to operate here at the seminary it'll be helpful to keep the number of podcasts to a manageable level right if everybody was doing their own individual thing it would quickly become really really over the top by working with a partner that helps keep that manageable and keep editing blocks open, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And and another note with that is group projects obviously are sometimes more than two people. You could do that. You could make it work. But keep in mind, you're only going to have two people able to record with the current setup that we have available here at the seminary. So you're going to want to keep it at least to something that two people can record at once. If you did it with right. more than that, you'd do maybe it in parts. So you could have more than one conversation if you wanted to do that. But probably the sweet spot for what you're going to be looking for here is to do it as a pair. Now, I will say, if you can't do it as a group project, I still recommend that you find a partner. And what I would do is I would write out questions for them to ask you. Mm. Basically, make your partner the interviewer and make you the interviewee Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of talk about your topic and they're kind of giving you those guiding questions. Now, obviously, it'd be good to maybe choose someone who can kind of riff off that and isn't just going to stick to what's on the page. But like you said, Aiden, these work best as conversations. Yeah. If you absolutely have to record alone, I actually recommend that you script the whole podcast and actually read it like you Mm -hmm. were reading a a sermon manuscript. You know, Mm. you know, read it in a lively way, make it dynamic. Don't make it sound like you're reading if you have to record alone. Now, you don't have to do that if you're having a conversation, but... As a podcast editor, the number of mistakes compound exponentially when you go down to one person as opposed to two. Mm. So while there might be, yeah, this is this is a weird fact, but it's totally true. If I am editing a 20-minute podcast episode with two people, I might expect maybe around 100 ums. Mm-hmm. If I'm editing a 20-minute podcast with a single person who doesn't have a script, I've seen over 300 ums. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So believe it or not, it's actually will make your podcast sound better, both because it's a conversation and because you're not sitting alone in a room trying to come up with these ideas completely by yourself, which introduces a lot more filler words, which introduces a lot more awkward pauses. So it'll actually sound better if you get another person. And it's worth noting that in, in, any kind of podcast, both people don't have to be experts on the subject. Right. And in fact, there's some really good podcasts where you actually have one person who's sort of representing the everyman, so to speak. And then the other person is demonstrating, okay, this is what I have to to talk to you about. There's actually some pretty popular podcasts that you can see where it's just somebody who's their whole structure is just interviewing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a that's a worthwhile thing to try. Like you said, if you're doing it by yourself, just get someone who can who can talk to you, who can converse with you, not completely ignorant, but also doesn't have to have done all the research that you did. Right. So as you're as you're moving forward, the next step is you're going to and you can work with your partner if you're doing this as a group project is you're going to want to narrow down your topic. And there's definitely examples of things that would be way too broad. And one of the practical concerns with this is just length. Mm-hmm. And this is 
both for your professor's sake and for the sake of the, the podcast requirement for the library. So the library is going to have a 30, 30 minute block. That's what we're, we're giving you. That's what you have to work with. Your professors wouldn't want you to write a 20 page paper when they're assigning you a four page paper. <laughs> no one wants to read that. So the same principles apply here of, of being able to narrow down your topic enough that it's something that you can deal with in a in a thorough and well-researched and thought out way, but within a a shorter amount of time than if you were doing a, a very extensive research paper. Right. So just to give an example here, a, an example of a too broad topic would probably be if you tried to tackle virtue ethics in a 30-minute podcast. <laughs> yes. That yes. would be far too much to cover both the, the history of important figures, what it actually is. You would never get to application. <laughs> and it would honestly, it would end up sounding more like a lecture, which isn't really what we're going for here. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's what you wanted to study, if you wanted to talk about virtue ethics, think about, okay, how can I narrow this down? How can I bring this in a little further? Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you know, you might think, okay, well, what if I just look at, say, McIntyre and what McIntyre says about virtue ethics? But you got to be careful. The written word allows you to draw from a lot of sources, use a lot of quotations. Mm -hmm. uh, but podcasting is not a medium that is very friendly to large blocks of quotations. Mm -hmm. You can do it, and we'll talk about that next time when we're talking about preparing to record your podcast. You can certainly bring quotations in but you can't bring in as many as if you were writing a paper. Mm -hmm. I like to think of this, you know, when you're putting together a work, you've kind of got your, your kind of level one research that you're doing, you're reading primary sources, maybe you're consulting some secondary sources, you're building up your bibliography, you're gathering your, your quotes that you're going to use, you're starting to, to track out your thoughts and what, what you're going to argue. You still have to do that just like you would for a paper, but unlike the paper where you might actually do that in kind of maybe the first half, you're not going to do that in the podcast, actually. You still have to do that, and that'll appear in the show notes. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that uh, later, where you'll, you'll want your sources and you'll want any important quotations to appear in the show notes, but you won't necessarily talk about them on the podcast. You'll do kind of more level three, level two, level three stuff, mm -hmm. where you're more applying the concepts, where you're summarizing the concepts for yeah. your hearers. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're going to talk about virtue ethics, I think maybe a good topic would be, okay, how can I apply this? How can I think through this? So maybe something about the necessity of friendship for the development of virtue and character. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to try to tackle the entire, you know, virtue ethics tradition. You're, mm -hmm. you're going to take that tradition and you're going to apply it to one narrow topic, which yep. is going to be friendship. You're going to yeah. look at how interpersonal relationships are necessary for the development of character and the development of people who are virtuous and how kind of that that accountability of of people who we let into our lives prevents us from falling into vice, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a good example of where rather than going into an extensive history of virtue ethics or something, you can just sort of summarize. Yeah. This is what virtue ethics is in a in a kind of pithy and easy to understand way. And then go right into the application and where you'll find all that background work is in a different place. It's not actually right. in what you're saying. And this is why that's actually a pretty good practice for pastoral ministry. I think some guys go out and then they never do that sort of research stage again. They just sort of live in the application constantly. There's a place for careful and thorough study in the parish. 
But what you're giving to your audience in that case, to the congregation you're serving, is not the background work necessarily, but you're going to be working with topics and applications. I mean, I doubt most congregations are ready to read after virtue. (laughs) But I think lots of congregations would welcome a Bible study on friendship. Yeah, absolutely. And it could deal with those topics. Yeah. That's very, very helpful. So as you're narrowing down your topic, you're you're keeping that in mind, then you're and you're starting to map out, okay, this is something we think we can deal with in that manageable amount of time. And then you can take that topic and go back to your professor again and propose that that podcast topic. And this is also going to help you with just like any other project, getting resources and some right. help and direction on even how to narrow it down more, maybe. You know, professors have read a lot of material. Mm-hmm. They they know what students have tried to tackle in the past. They can give you some guidance on that as well. So those are your steps. And then you're going to have to get into just a few practical steps for preparing specifically for this medium. So instead of just going and going to the library and doing all your research like you would for a paper, you have to do a couple other little steps. And one of those things is just reserving a time to record. Right. So we're recording right now in a relatively sound-treated recording room in the bottom of Seek. Most Most students are not even aware that this room exists. I don't know exactly when the seminary built it, but it's a small padded room with two fairly decent microphones already set up a recorder. Everything that you really need to record the podcast headphones is already here. Mm -hmm. So to get access to this room, you need to send an email to Dale Ward. Just tell him about 24 hours in advance to unlock the door and he will unlock the door so that you can get in. And it's it's at the end of the, if you go down the stairs and seek, turn left, it's at the end of the hallway. Not quite the the video studio. If you hit that, you've gone too far. But right before that on the left is where the recording studio is. You'll also need an SD card to record. Mm-hmm. And we recommend that you, if, if you're planning on having your podcast edited through the library services, you have to get the library's SD card, which you get by emailing Natalie Whitaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, who is the head librarian. And so you'll just shoot her an email. You'll swing by the library, pick up the SD card. You'll take it. You'll plug it into the left side of the recorder. Mm -hmm. And then after you're done recording, you will take it back to Natalie and she will deliver it to the editors, which brings us to our next point, which is reserving an editing block. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is something that's new. This is, again, going to be accessed through the LibGuides. This is a way for you, if you, at this point, don't have any editing capabilities yourself, that might be something that would turn you off from doing this, is just not having access to those resources. What you're going to do is go to the LibGuides. We'll have the link in the show notes, again. And you can choose a half-week block. So this is where you're thinking about when when is this assignment due, those kind of details. But there will be blocks for the all of the weeks other than finals week and reading week throughout the semester. And the available dates will be showing up. You'll be able to see which blocks are open. And you're going to sign up for an editing block. It's a half-week chunk, like I said. And this is where your your podcast will be edited. So if you you'll and it'll be due by that time. So you'll need to have it recorded and handed in to the library to get it edited during that block of time. And so you'll do that. Again, it's a Google form, easy to use, easy to access. It'll ask for your name, information, name of your project, and you'll go through those steps. And while you're there, you can also check out those rubrics and things that we mentioned, and that'll help you prepare. Right. You'll receive an MP3 file, an edited MP3 file by the by the end of that editing block, which you can then turn into your professor. 
So we've talked about, you know, reserving that recording time and reserving that editing block. And after you've done that, you're going to have to actually show up and do the recording. So I mentioned previously that there's a little recording studio. You'll walk in, you'll see a small table, which has two devices on it. One device has headphones plugged into it. The other device has some XLR cords plugged into the top of it. XLR cords are, are microphone cords that you might have seen because they're very common even in the parish for, for parish handheld microphones. And so what you'll do is you will put on the, the headphones, which are already on. They're plugged into the, the headphone amplifier. And then you'll turn on the black box. The black box, there's a switch on the right side. You kind of pull down on that switch, and you'll see it turn on. Then what you'll do is you'll press the pause button. This might seem counterintuitive, but press the pause button, and then you'll start to hear sound through the microphone, through the headphones coming from the microphones. And of course, you'll want to have your SD card plugged in on the left side as well, or it yeah. won't actually record anything. <laughs> That's important. At this point, you'll adjust the, the boom arms. Those are the things that the microphones are resting on. And you'll want to set the microphones to be about four inches from your face at a diagonal angle off to the side a little bit. And so you'll want them to be pointing at or just past your mouth. It's not too hard. These are, these are good microphones. And the levels should be already about what they need to be. But if you do need to adjust the gain, which is how loud it records at, at the bottom of the black box, there's a little dial, mm -hmm. you know, which can turn it louder or quieter. You want the audio to be coming in somewhere between on the little bars in the black box that'll show up when you hit the pause button, somewhere between negative 12 dB and negative 6 dB. It should probably already do that. You really shouldn't have to mess with this very much. And it's not a huge issue if you record a little quieter. We can boost that up after the fact. But if you record too loud, then that's much, much harder to fix. Mm -hmm. And so it's you, you don't want to be anywhere near 0 dB. That's bad. <laughs> you go over 0, you start doing something called clipping. And audio that goes that clips is often not easily recoverable. But the, really, the black box doesn't go very high, so you'd have to try very hard. You'd have to be screaming directly into the microphones to really kind of blow them out. Yeah. So it's it's not terribly difficult. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I, I can run it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then once you're ready to re record, you press the record button. It'll turn solid red. It's kind of flashing red when it's on the pause. It'll turn solid red when it's recording. You'll record your podcast, and when you're done, you will press the stop button and it will stop recording. So it's really not hard to do. It's everything's kind of already set up. Everything's already plugged in. It's not difficult to operate. And that's how you actually record the podcast. Yeah. And that's, again, if I can do it, you can do it. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I could tell you stories about my own incompetence on Vicarage with podcasting equipment, but I can, I can run, I can deal with this stuff. So Next time, as we as we come together on the podcast, we'll talk about another aspect, and this is kind of the last aspect, which is really just the preparation, the actual content formation, and what to think about there. We've already touched on a little bit of that stuff today, but we'll deal with like leading up to recording, what are you going to want to do and prepare for? How are you going to want to have it laid out? So we'll deal with that again next time. Again, thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out the LibGuide. You can find that in the show notes. And consider doing a podcast. Hopefully we've convinced you that it is doable and worthwhile. 
And so consider doing this as a project for one of your classes. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to that last episode to see why you should record a podcast. Thanks for joining us and God bless. If you enjoyed Back to the Sources, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook so that you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by the Hasse Library on the campus of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. The Hasse Library, inspiring theological discovery.